Hey, welcome to another episode of the Business Exchange, How Business Works, brought to you by the American Business Council. My name is Margaret O'Leary, and I'm your host today. So this episode is part of our Youth in Tea series, that's technology, entertainment, agriculture, and sports. And we will discuss today the um, involvement of youth in the technology in Nigeria. And uh, obviously, from the exciting, creative minds that we have, the obstacles that they face, we're going to discuss that today and the potential impacts uh, they have on the nation's uh, growth. We'll also look into an in-depth analysis of this dynamic and rapidly evolving field. And so, I mean, everyone knows that Nigeria boasts of a youthful population of over 60% under 24. I hope, you know, we haven't, the stats has not changed because it keeps moving every day um, towards the, the, the frontal position, I would say. And this, you know, energetic population combined with the growth of uh, the internet access has really led to a vibrant technology um, helping to shape the Africa's digital future. And so, I mean, we, there's no, um, it's not, it's not strange to remember that we have, you know, the unicorns uh, coming out of Africa. We always tout, you know, that, yeah, five of the unicorns, you know, are from, you know, uh, from Nigeria. So, Obviously, we see that Nigerian youth are increasingly being immersed in the tech sector and playing uh, great roles in the innovations and startups. And then with the rise of uh, tech hubs, uh, we know that Nigerians are now equipped with more digital skills. Uh, we even know that our minister, you know, today, you know, um, cut his teeth um, from, uh, from uh, the hub. And uh, so every day we are seeing, you know, people launching solutions tailored towards uh, local challenges, but there still remains challenges. However, uh, we, you know, and these challenges obviously include things like infrastructure. I'm not going to reel the usual culprits, but um, we know that they exist. So anyway, enough of my talking. We have a guest today, uh, and I like the fact that they put Dr. Inya Lawal. Uh, <laughs> I always like that. I mean, there's a lot of story around the doctor bit, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to discuss who introduces her as Dr. Inya Lawal all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Inya actually is the convener of uh, the Global Tech Africa Conference, and she's the founder of uh, Ascend um, Studio Foundation. Welcome, Inya. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So excited to be having this chat with you today. Yes, I mean it's it's interesting, you know, following the the chat that we had uh, more um, outside of the space, there were lots of things that I learned and a lot of things that I, you know, I just cannot imagine that one person is is running. But I mean that's another another conversation for another day. Uh, I would just say that um, I'd like you to give us a fair insight into the state of the the tech ecosystem in Nigeria. And the role that the youth, you know, are playing in this, um, maybe over the past uh, decade or so. I mean, that's that's quite a bit, uh, but yeah, I I trust you're able to um, run this show. All right, over to you. 
Yeah, so I would say for the um, tech ecosystem, I would, I, what I, how I would describe it is exciting. And the reason I choose the word exciting is because there's so many moving parts um, that are, you know, involved in how it's been able to grow um, so far, especially in Nigeria. Um, Af- let's say Africa at large, but particularly in Nigeria, because we know Nigerians are driving um, the ecosystem right now. And um, when we think about our youth, I mean, they are moving um, in- innovators, is what I would say, walking and drinking and sleeping and <laughs> waking. <laughs> We come up with different things every day. Our youth can turn a matchstick into something you've never seen, you know, ever, you know, before. And it all even starts from when they're young. And it's so amazing that the education system, um, the general public education system does not necessarily position um, our Nigerian youth to be this innovative, but it is there. It is there around them. It is there, you know, it surrounds us, you know, in one way or the other. So I would say, yes, the Nigerian youth have done, um, you know, a good job in positioning Nigeria in the forefront of innovation um, in Africa and even, you know, globally. You have several people who are coming down to study our youth and find out, you know, what the driving factor is um, for them. And I think it is this quest to, you know, become. It's the quest to become, it's the, the quest to solve problems, you know, for the, the, the regular um, Nigerian youth. So I would say, yes, they've, they've added a lot to, um, to drive in driving the industry. I would also say the spirit of entre- entrepreneurship. Everybody feels they can become, you know, they aspire to create something, drive it, build it and become um, no matter what, um, you know, what they're going through, no matter what the um, impediments are, they will go ahead and and be so yeah that um in terms of innovation entrepreneurship also driving in the in the sense of talent so i always say that a nigerian um youth is the most talented person you can ever find uh, around the world and i believe that because um as you see how they've contributed to the growing pool of talents um within nigeria and uh, within africa rather and whether it's in software development, data science, you know, technical roles, um, you know, even setting up hubs. Some people just sit mm-hmm. down and say, oh, this mm-hmm. is a hub. They put a, a, a sign on it and call it a hub and it has now become a hub. And before you know it, you know, other talents um, start coming from there. A friend of mm-hmm. mine, um, Obi, shared with me recently how he went to um, the Lagos State University and saw a guy, um, a young boy, um, I think 2021, 20, who, who built um, this um, robotic arm and, you know, was testing it. He built it from scratch, wow. just took, learned it on YouTube, he said. He learned it on YouTube and built it and was inspired to build it because his friend had lost his use of arm and he wanted oh, to wow. do something for his friend. That is what a Nigerian youth you know, would do and, you know, and whatnot. And they've also placed us in, you know, in the global eye. Um, so every based on everything that's happening within Nigeria now, you can't really talk about tech or innovation without talking about Nigeria. Um, and they've put us ahead in Africa as well. So, yeah, they're ahead. I'm so proud of the youth <laughs> in driving yes. this, um, this change Yeah, that we're seeing. You know, that's, that's interesting because I was at, um, we, recently we launched the associate category of the 
um, the American Business Council. By the way, we missed you there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, that night. And, <laughs> and um, you know, I was, I was in a room crowded with, I would say, you could almost see the bulbs everywhere, the bulb lights of of mm -hmm. innovation of people thinking okay this is one you know they were this this will say okay you know i'm uh, i'm in the area of and they were all tech uh, you know entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and all this one, oh, I'm, I'm doing these i'm collating these I'm, you know it was like i mean I, it was an unusual experience being immersed in, in clearly a sea of innovation a sea of yeah. minds that are just constantly thinking constantly mm -hmm. innovating Mm -hmm. you know, so it's 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 a great thing that's happening in this country, and um, um, but you know, one of the things I observed really is is the fact that there's you know there's still some factors, um, and some people say some are good and say some are bad, or some may need improvement because I seem to be that half full person, uh, yeah. half glass you know glass filled uh, cup person. Mm -hmm. um, so so what do you think are those areas that we need to improve upon? Uh, that mm -hmm. may impact, you know, positively on the innovative capacity and uh, the global competitiveness of the Nigerian youth in this ecosystem? The number one thing for me would be infrastructure challenges. That is, a, it's a, in fact, it's a no-brainer. Is it um, unreliable electricity <laughs> we want to talk about or, <laughs> or inadequate transportation? You have some people trying to upload something they've created and it takes days, you know, to even get it across or to even get it online um, in that sense. And also, I mean, as much as we say there's um, access to internet everywhere, there's also limited access to good internet um, as well. And these are, these are core things that are needed for youth that are innovate, innovating, you know, per second as we're going. So the infrastructure we have right now is slowing the average Nigerian youth um, down, um, slowing them down in getting, you know, getting better. I mean, they do it against all odds. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know how some people, you know, do it through, even with the, the what we have, but they do it regardless. I would also say limited access to funding. Um, we know that um, capital is a driver um, in that sense. And this is why it is important to have conversations at the ecosystem level where, you know, what I've found is that a lot of the, whether it's people within the de development sector or the government um, are doing a bit of strategy on, you know, solving issues within Nigeria and they're doing it alone. You know, they're not really consulting the people who would need it to find out, you know, how their businesses work, what structures they have that would fit into the intervention that they're um, they're putting forward as a solution. Um, I would say, yeah, limited access to funding is one. Like regulations as well. That also goes to the government. Um, there are, you know, bureaucracies, complex regulations that may not necessarily support or become obstacles um, for young innovators um, to scale or to move through. Um, I would say capacity building. I think there are, we thank good God for internet these days. <laughs> there, there's so many things you can learn online, but then 
there are things that you can't necessarily get, you know, a full grasp on just also learning online as well. Um, I feel like some of those capacity building initiatives have to be very specific. They have to be targeted at people who 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 need it. And um, it would it can only make the average Nigerian youth that is trying better. And they will tell you, you know, a lot of them would say, look, I learned this online, but I need more education, you know, at it. I need more, uh, whether it's a technical school. I mean, I, I'm not even going to go to where, where our technical schools are, you know, in Nigeria and how we need to, um, you know, upgrade and, and make them better. But then a lot of this youth will tell you that they require you know, more training on the technical side um, side as well. Um, the final thing I'll point to is lack of um, intellectual property protection because um, it's a major issue. Um, I have an event coming up in two weeks that we will focus that will focus on intellectual property. It's something we need to start talking about. Um, I feel there are weak, very weak intellectual property pr um, protection, um, um, you know, um, sort of rules and, and laws that are there. And we need to protect our inventors because that's what they are, you know, as they come up with this idea um, as well. And then the brain drain, you know, <laughs> brain drain is there. <laughs> brain drain is there. It is, it is real. It is real. And these are, I mean, there's so many factors. And that's why I keep saying that um, Nigerian youth are exceptional because just look at the list of all the things that I've mentioned. It, it's like everything is stacked up against them, but they're doing it against all odds. Mm -hmm. So you can just imagine if we begin to solve some of these problems, what will, you know, how far we would go and what will happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you, especially in the area of intellectual property. Mm. Um, we've been, I, I, in fact, that was, was it two, three years ago? One of my uh, fellow, um, you know, partners in in in, in the fight for um, you know strong to strengthen intellectual property in Nigeria said that mm -hmm. she had said this this battle over like when she was she was she said she was pregnant for her mm. son who had turned eighteen at that time and this was like three or four years ago we we're having this conversation which means mm. that the the whole thing around they need to have strong intellectual property laws, um, you know, to to support uh, creativity and innovation is mm. something that has to happen and has to happen very quickly. The mm. tendency is that people think that, you know, when you talk about IP laws, it's all, oh, it's about, you know, multinationals. But it's coming mm -hmm. home as we begin to see creativity and innovation a lot more. So we need to have that enabling environment to help and you're just spot on yeah. on that. Something else that um, I, you know I, that that came to my mind when you were talking about regulations. I just thought, okay, if you were to um, to be right in front of the the president or the Senate president, and then they say, okay, can you just give just one wish in terms of what kind of uh, or in in front of any regulator that has the pen to sign off, what? number one regulation or policy would you ask for that can mm. help unlock and accelerate whatever we're seeing here? Uh -huh. <laughs> well, that's a very deep question. <laughs> it's a very deep question because you me, asked me, I, me, 
Me, I know I know what I'm going to do, but I mean, I'm, I'm asking you. No, please, maybe you should share what you're going to do first. Because I've got this rush of a million things, and I'm thinking narrowing it to one. Wow. Narrowing it to one. So maybe you should share. Maybe you should share. Well, 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 one of the things I would I would ask for, like I said, um, is, is really to ensure that um, if if it's the, the 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 two houses immediately signing within the next seven days, um, you know, every, any anything around anything that can strengthen um, any the laws, the existing laws in the way and manner we want them to be signed off happily, and then we have it announced just like we had got announced the Data Protection Act. I mean that mm-hmm. would be that would be that would be God sent, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, also, that's I, yeah. I think I mean I totally agree with you. And you know, it's it's again it's signing it and you know, number two, it's them also investing. So I, I hear that and I'll ask the same thing, you know, investing in, in the in the process of making it happen. So sometimes they feel like it's okay to announce and sign it off. But then the 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 needed um, how I'd say um, the needed support, whether it's you know the right infrastructure, whether it's the funding, whether it's you know the different things that make it work, they should also provide and sign it on the same day. Let's sign all of it, you know, and sign it. <laughs> so and, and then, then we'll, and then we we'll take a lovely photo. I mean, exactly. And, and, so now we'll but then we'll make sure that we implement. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because I, I mean, implementation it's easy. Implementation is easier when everything falls, you know, in place. So, for example, you mm. sign something and you announce it, but you're not giving the funding to get it done. And, you know, mm-hmm. that becomes an issue, you know, of implementing it or you're not even giving access to capital for the um, for the startups that are involved, you know, to get um, their own businesses going. That becomes an issue, you know, in, in, in that way. So, yes, let them sign it. I totally agree with you. And I'm hoping this would happen. Maybe we should stand in front of the, the major players and tell them to <laughs> and challenge them to get this done. Okay, go ahead and sign it. Not just sign it, but make on the same day, make everything available so we know it's good to go. And then I was going to ask one more thing. Go ahead. So, also um, getting the people who you're signing on behalf of to understand the, what you're signing. That is what mm-hmm. I find missing in, in fact, it's not just whether laws or, you know, regulations or, you know, or anything like that. Even in funding, in finance, you know, you put finance together, you talk about, you do a big announcement, you know, and all of that. But the people who, who is for, don't know how to access it. They don't know what documents are needed. And then it looks like they bring one document and then they go back and ask for another, for another. I'm not going to mention names because there's so many people on this table, but I'm not going to, to even out them today. <laughs> <laughs> there also needs to be, so when you're creating, let's say you're creating a fund that will support this regulation um, that you're putting out, there needs to be fund assigned to um, um, knowledge um dissemination of how to get the fund you know as well there mm-hmm. needs to be mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah 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 i mean there there are quite a lot that that we need to do there but you know having the right um policy framework to mm. exist and to thrive mm. would help kind of accelerate and 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 really move us to where we should be i mean we are on a great journey right but yeah. this could really uh, unlock those opportunities that we we have in this space. I mean, we have uh, in, from the private sector end, 
um, a lot of key players. Like you know, we have the the Googles of the world, the Microsofts of the world, and so on and so on. The big techs, right? And uh, and they've been you know playing critical roles in the the economy of our country. Uh, mm. The question is how much. How, mm. What do you think, or how do you think that your think that your involvement in the Nigerian economy has helped you know um, grow the local content and also contributed to uh, the innovation that we see, um, in especially in resin, in the in in looking at how to resolve challenges like um, AI and the big data. <laughs> this buzzwords that we we keep hearing these days. Big data. <laughs> big data. Uh, and when I think of when you, when you think of big data, what comes to mind? You know, we had that we had that conversation about the red dragon and dragon and <laughs> in another conversation. So what? <laughs> well, again, let's not let the audience get into all those, uh, all those conversations. Okay, we'll continue. I not a woman. a very pregnant woman that's like nine months. Data. <laughs> It looks like a bucket filled, like a large bucket filled with water. Like there's something, you know, something just really big and it's just hanging somewhere in the sky because the data is supposed to be in the clouds, you know. So it just feels like a hanging bucket of water. Oh, or, or something that's uh, something that's been held. No, let's 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 leave our thoughts let's about it. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we would not finish here. And people will just wonder what's going on with the people. Well, we're well, go about, ahead. Yeah. So I think yeah, right. you. You, you like you mentioned Google especially Google Microsoft and the likes of them um, I think they've supported with research um, you know um, I know that um, putting on uh, working on cutting-edge technologies um, to sort of you know help local researchers um, I know um, startups universities um, as well is some of the things that they're doing and we can you know we can see it um, in terms of their um, um, the efforts that they're putting in. Also job creation. Um, I feel like um, in terms of cre creating employment opportunities for local talents, they have helped um, to reduce unemployment um, rates and, you know, and whatnot, whether it's local content development, um, making efforts to promote local content um, as well. And I'm aware that Google introduced the Nigerian languages to its products and services, mm -hmm. you know, as well. I mean, these are things that are helping um, helping us locally and um, doing that, you know, sort of promotes um, inclusion um, in that way. As we know, we are a multi, in fact, many multilingual <laughs> country. I don't know how else to to describe how many languages we have and that how yeah. that plays into you know pushing what we're doing. They also support startups. I mean, I've seen a lot of interventions, uh, whether it's financial support, uh, mentorship access to their global networks, which is very important because I believe we can't do it on our own. Um, I believe that, you know, collaborating with us in, you know, in that sense is also very important as we're seeing what other people are doing and how they're doing it. And we're also learning, you know, from there. Um, so, yeah, infrastructure, you know, as well, a bit of in infrastructure um, connectivity is another one. Um, but particularly, I think where all of this uh, big th big techs have thrived, you know, so far is education and training. I see a lot of, you know, training 
um, interventions going on, um, you know, helping to bridge the skill gap, you know, and in in an emerging, um, I would say they still call us emerging. So yeah, <laughs> in an, an emerging market like us, um, even though we're not emerging, we're the boss of the bosses and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, I like it's. That. <laughs> but yeah, they're contributing to the to to that growth as well. I would also say, and and finally, innovations and hubs, uh, innovation hubs and incubators, um, which is very very necessary. I think a lot of talent, um, you know, have have come through a, many of these innovation hubs and incubator uh, incubators that we've had um, so far, and these are places where the youth can get resources, you know, to drive um, their own skill and to, you know, to upskill in, in that sense. So, yeah, and you talk about the, the AI and big data. Like you said, there's just imagination of where it's hanging, you know, in my head, but it all plays in. <laughs> it all plays in as well. Yeah, and we can see, we can see the, the efforts that are being made. I mean, we're, we're obviously looking forward to more um, efforts being made and uh, more involvement in uh, with uh, that's uh, the Nigerian youth in in this area. Uh, you talked about brain drain as one of the challenges that we're, mm -hmm. we're having. I mean, that is, you know, it's it's a major um, mm. challenge as a, you know, for want of a better word, major mm. impact on 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 the economy of the country. Yes. And also, you know, on the flip side, people say, well, the good thing about tech is that you can operate from wherever and you still mm -hmm. succeed, uh, you know, and you can still work, uh, you know, remotely and all and um, and all. But obviously, um, this is real. How do we mitigate the adverse effects of this? Hmm. Ah, brain drain, brain drain, brain drain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, yes, you can work from anywhere, but... Also, what are the the um, I would say um, the situations surrounding the you know the local um, the local startup versus someone who has jackpad like we you know like we <laughs> like we think um, in that sense um, the country is losing its skilled workforce and that's the truth they're losing we're losing them and we're losing them in thousands you know by the day and. Yeah. Um, it's um it's sad. It's really, really sad. And the people who are running out are, you know, what they're looking for isn't much. They just want an enabling environment and that's what they're looking for. And that's what every every um every citizen of Nigeria should have. You know, as a citizen, you should have an en enabling environment to push and drive um what you're doing. Um, you can see the effects everywhere, whether it's the banking sector or, you know, all those other companies where um, someone's app is not working. But, you know, the the um, Emmanuel who used to run that department is now somewhere in Canada, you know, working for a different company and you're hoping something would happen, but nothing is happening. So, yeah, it's it's led to shortage um, of skilled workers and uh, even investment outflows as well. You know, investment outflows, it's, there's money going out. But in terms of, you know, um, the positive side, um, I would say that, um, or how to mitigate it. Let me go to how to mitigate it, first of all. I would say incentives for return would be good. You know, if, if you want them to come back, you have to drive incentives for them to come back. 
I wouldn't come back if I was, you know, if I was comfortable somewhere. I'm just thinking of a youth, like someone really young and they've gone, you know, out. Create policies that will bring them back and give them incentives, you know, for coming back. Also support. If there's support locally, a lot of the people who are traveling, you know, do not necessarily want to travel. They want to be here. I think it's enough to travel to get gain um, experience gain experience, but then come back here and develop what we have here, you know, because home is home at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. Home is home. So go ahead, do your diaspora engagement, you know, travel and, you know, actively engage there. Um, Find partners who want to co-invest and all that, but bring it back home um, in that sense. And I think we need to show um, our youth that there's a future here in Nigeria. I think that's the number one. Let's let's show them that it's difficult to show because this conversation I have all the time and people ask me, hey, when? When will that future start? Is it today? Look at the price of petrol. Look at the price of, you know, because everybody's talking, you know. Look at I the need, Naira to the dollar. <laughs> exactly, Naira to the dollar. I need internet. I need Wi-Fi. I need mm-hmm, electricity mm-hmm. to make this happen. So you're not only buying expensive um, internet, your um, Wi-Fi access, you're also paying for petrol that is powering your generator. As you're doing it and you're still working, and this is, let's even go to someone working locally, because what we're seeing right now is you can work from any part of the world, you know, and all of that. But to get that work going, there are still local factors that are, you know, a stress factor for us. So if Mm -hmm. I live in Sweden, I don't need to think of spending X amount of money on petrol and on gen you know, just to power my, my um, you know, my laptop or um, the cost of Wi-Fi to get the things that I need to get done, done, you know. And so so <laughs> government needs, we have a lot of work to do, but we need to collaborate um, is what I would say. Again, back to the ecosystem. I don't think that fingers should be pointed at anyone in particular or any sector to do it alone. I think it's it's something we all need to do together. Um, you know, bring in the private sector, bring in the the um, the public um, sector, the development sector, and and academia as well. And let's see how we can solve this you know this problem um, together. Because honestly, the average Nigerian youth does not have hope, you know, for a better future um, for Nigeria. All they will tell you is, I can't wait to get my money together. A lot of people who haven't traveled, it's not because they don't want to go. They just haven't found the uh, money, you know, to take them to take them out. And some of them, it's visas. They're waiting for visas to drive themselves, you know, out here and they plan not to come back. So, yes, let's, um, I believe that in order to mitigate it, um, we need to do better skills development locally, um, incentives for return for those who have left. Thank goodness mm-hmm. they've gone to learn, you know, now, okay, come back and come and put that back into the system. But they need to have the right incentives. Also, you know, we need to have better support for the startup here. Um, um, they already have, the ones who have left already have their diaspora um, network and whatnot that they can even bring here to come and invest here locally. But then people would say, if you invest locally, you don't know where your money will enter with this, um, you know, Naira to dollar um, situation Mm -hmm. as well. So the government needs to do something and we need to work together. We need to um, work to fix it. All of the sectors should be involved in fixing it. Yeah, definitely. And all of the sectors should be able to show where the opportunities are. Because, Mm. um, you know, I I, I had... um, I had someone on on my on the podcast um, some few months, uh, few weeks or so ago, and um, 
a young person in in the ag space, and you know the the numbers he reeled out or was reeling out, you know, regarding mm. just the sales in um, spice spices is mm. was humongous. I mean, it was like. Let me just go out right now and start planting my own ginger at the back of okay. and then see what will no happen. So, it, so, so yeah. No so, one is I mean, tracking. Yeah, nobody, an- yeah, but but that's one what well, that's one area I mean I got to know that Nigeria I think um was or well, contributed to a significant over I think sixty percent of the world's spice or something. Mm-hmm. There were very interesting um uh, intel that I got from from that and I kept telling everyone after that that look we need to do a lot about, you know, those things that we take for granted. And I was told later that Nigerian um, spice, a ginger, for instance, about the best in the world. But nobody mm. would even know. Some people may not even know it's from Nigeria because it would probably go to the UAE or to one of these countries no, before they get there. No, it will go to Ghana. Da, 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 da. You're even speaking about the UAE. It will go to Ghana <laughs> and then they'll package it as Ghanaian food yeah. and, and take it out. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so those are, we need to see or, um, you know, um, on pull out the pockets of opportunities for people to 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 the youth to get involved like like we say show us where the the money trail is and we will follow mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. <laughs> legit Absolutely. money trail <laughs> okay so so something else you know obviously every every um nigerian uh you can just go on the street to find someone singing yesterday i was at my office and i was like i heard this person singing lustily you know just um doing her work we just were passing by and was singing i was like oh the nigeria the nigeria got talent right um mm-hmm. so the point is every almost every youth in nigeria has this creative thing around them yeah. and you know it's interesting to note that you know maybe the you you know the audience may be surprised to to find out that you have a background in arts and entertainment and so what what um inspired your interest in tech and what's it's part of your interest in transiting from this. I would really say transiting, transiting as such, but navigating into into this space. And what advice would you want to to share with any young person who is looking mm-hmm. to explore a career um, in this field that can positively that or is already positively positively shaping Nigeria's uh, digital future? Yeah. So I would say tech is the future. And, you know, if you look at it, everything these days is driven by tech. So it's a no brainer. Um, your Netflix is a is a, a tech inv- intervention to the usual, you know, cinema um, that we go to. <laughs> see. Yeah, yeah. The cinema. You know, so tech is the future. And um, something a friend of mine always says about driving your business with tech where you create your business idea you're in the creative industry and you have this uh, you know this business idea it's working for you then you create the tech that would help you run it that would enable it um in that sense is um is why i'm doing what i'm doing so i am approaching things from an ecosystem point of view and in order and i keep saying that because it's so important mm-hmm. and in order to do that we need to realize that you know tech is needed in all aspects talking about data you know we don't know even within nollywood you know talk about let's pick the the film industry how do we know what's going in and coming out we don't know there's so many things happening 
when people value it, I'm thinking based on what? Based on the cinema sales, is that where the value is coming from? There's a whole market in Asaba that is going on there in other yeah. in places that we don't even know. You know, someone was saying to me um, recently, oh, the the VCD and DVD markets are still very, very active, you know, oh, in really? certain places. Yes, absolutely. They said they're making a killing. Um, from the DVD and uh, VCD, not even just DVD, VCD and DVD markets in certain places. Um, I have a friend, an, an Indian friend who said to me, oh, he dubs um, uh, Nigerian films on, you know, on DVD. Oh, no, he dubs um, um, Indian films. So they do the dubbing to Hausa, you know, and they take it to um, to the north to sell. And when he shared the figures in terms of how much he's making, you know, from that, I was just like, oh, my God, are you are you serious? It's it's like your spice experience, you know, just just talking about <laughs> someone sharing that experience. I was really shocked. But then, you know, we need tech intervention um, to drive the the creative economy um, in that sense. We can't do it just by being lovers of the arts you know, alone. We need to love our arts, but at the same time, we need to create um, mm-hmm. the right, um, what, what what will I call it now? Should I say we need to um, come up with the right um, tech intervention is, is what I would call it. That would help us drive the creative industry. So when you think tech sometimes, people think, oh, fintech, you know, and all of money comes to mind, a money platform somewhere like mm-hmm. Jumia, you know, or, you know, Flutterwave is what comes to mind. When you think tech, no one thinks Netflix. No one thinks, you <laughs> exactly. know, Netflix at all. Amazon. Think, Amazon, yeah. you know, when you think tech, no one thinks, um, um, What's this music? Um, um, SoundCloud, iTunes, I, SoundCloud, iTunes, and the rest yeah. of it. But that is tech. So imagine if we're able to use that to drive, um, you know, everything we're doing within the creative industry. That's why I went into it, and not just, um, you know, for the love for driving the creative industry, but really understanding that when we structure things properly, all industries and all sectors will grow. It's not just Absolutely. one. It's not just focused on, you know, um, creative or this or that. All of the industries, they will go simu- simultaneously, they would grow. Um, in terms of the transition, I would say there's no transition because tech is embedded in everything that we're doing. So it's it's happening. We're just not identifying it as tech. You know, we're not identifying it. Think of the payment solutions. So there's this um, issue with um, foreign currencies when there's a co-production and how to value money from, you know, one country to another, you know, because one country's uh, money is this way. And then Nigerian zone keeps dancing up and down, you know, every day. And how do you bring that to balance? It is still a tech intervention that would help balance that. So if you mm-hmm. think about it, or is it fashion AI? You know, now I'm seeing people do fashion differently. Um, not the usual go to your tailor to measure you, you know, and all of that. You literally stand in front of something that is like a mirror. You pick the colors and it wears the outfit on your body. And that is tech intervention for the creative <laughs> industry. <laughs> it's like magic, but, yeah. you know, yeah, it's it's what we need. And when we're able to, you know, infuse tech in everything we're doing, things become easier and more structured. Um, advice to young, um, to a young person to explore their career. Hmm. Oh man, there's a lot. Oh, there's a lot. I would say keep up the resilience, <laughs> especially Nigeria. In order to succeed in Nigeria, you need to 
Number one, know who you are. Mm-hmm. Know who you are. Identify, you know, what you think your impact would be, you know, in this world. When you know who you are and you're able to identify why you're here or what impact you want to make, um, I think things get better. When you don't know who you are, Nigeria can quickly tell you you're someone else and you will believe mm-hmm. it. And you know, that that would cause a lot of um, issues in that mental issues, you know, whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know, in that sense. So I would say, yeah, number one thing is know who you are. Number two thing is know why you're here, know why you're doing what you're doing. And then number three um, is to be resilient. Um, there's so many factors that are against us um, that I pray will change. And we're working. It's not just about prayers. It's about working for it to change. Um, and a lot of people are working, people like you, people. There's so many people in my circle that are working for that to change. And I hope it changes soon. But resilience is needed to survive in this Nigeria, because as they say, Nigeria can happen to you, you know, at any time, you know, at any point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nigeria can happen to you for good, for good or for bad, depending on how you, yeah. So that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the reality. I I would, I would say, added to what you, what you have just, uh, you know, um, talked about, um, Mm -hmm. about knowing who you are, but also Mm -hmm. knowing what you like Mm -hmm. and what you have passion for Mm -hmm. and how you're, how you're able to, and what you know how to do best. I always tell people that in in the middle of all that it, it seems lies where you you would um you where you want to be or where you, you should be Absolutely. you know that kind of thing that's where you should you know just to figure out where you should be you know, Can so I that, add that's something? go ahead collaborate <laughs> I would say collaborate there's exhaustion from trying yes. to do it alone find circles of you know of people i mean myself you know just sitting down with you that day do you know there were so many things you taught me so many things you said and i think really oh do you know this person no they're doing this really you know you need to have conversations that people are lost in their you know competitive spirits that they're so afraid to lose what they haven't developed you haven't even developed it and you're afraid mm. to lose it, you know, open yourself up to people and know that, you know, wherever that talent is coming from or that idea is coming from, there's so much more from there. Uh, Stop yeah. holding on to that little thing that you think you have and you're holding on and you're thinking, I don't want anybody to know about it. You won't have help. You, you like, <laughs> like someone told me was, I don't want overtake to overtake, overtake. So and I'd rather be small. You know, like, what is that? Damn. You know? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, collaborate. Collaborations yeah. are, you know, find mentors around you, people who have mm-hmm. gone the route before. Don't be afraid to mm-hmm. walk up to people, introduce yourself, and tell them you need something. You never know. You know, what they call destiny helper, maybe that person who is standing there, and you just mm-hmm. walk up to that person, and they'll open doors for you. I've experienced mm-hmm. it. My mentors, yeah. a lot of my mentors opened a lot of doors for me. And even how we were introduced is also the process of, you know, opening doors in that way. Yeah. And then show up. Stop being lazy. Stop yeah. being lazy. Show up for the important things, you know. Um, you show up, you find answers is is mm-hmm. what I would say. There's so much more. But, yeah, so I think much. everything so we've much. said, everything we said sort of covers, um, yeah, the kind yeah. of advice we give. And, I, yeah. and, and even when you take this advice from, 
uh, individuals to even you know governments within Nigerians. Like you know, mm-hmm. we all have the, you know every state you go to has this great pocket of you know uh, creativity of mm-hmm. of you know potentials in the tech space and all. I think a bit more collaboration among states as as, as opposed to, you know, just like, okay, um, everyone wanted to do the same thing. Everyone wanted to set up hubs. Everyone wanted to have, yes. you know, centers of uh, yes. excellence or the creative industry. It's just maddening. You know, you can't just, although yeah. this country is big enough for everyone, right? Uh, these projects are big enough, you know, because we have a very a big country. But at the point we're we're going on this journey and going through our, levels of development, we need to begin to work together as opposed to working in silos. So I, I hear you loud and clear. So, yeah. I mean, thank you so much. I mean, we can go on and on. Uh, just like <laughs> just like we went on for over three or so hours and it was like, oh my God, it's almost... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go because I didn't feel good, you know, scratch the surface. So <laughs> so I had to travel that night. I was like, that oh... Night knew this conversation you know <laughs> anyway thank you so much for this illuminating journey through the world of uh, youth in technology uh, in nigeria so as this young visionaries begin to shape the nation's uh, tech uh, landscape we are clearly reminded that our future is bright promising in the hands of those who dare to innovate who dare to innovate that's the word innovate and be consistent and have the, the the capacity or the willingness to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else I would like to share with the audience before we go is the Global Tech Africa Conference, which we have talked about and which Inya, you know, is going to be working or is working on, and we're hoping to work together on this project. We are we'll, working we'll together. Sorry, <laughs> and we will work together <laughs> on this project. <laughs> it will take place on the 16th to the 19th of November, 2023 in Lagos, Nigeria. And so for more details on how to participate, visit www.gtaconference.com. We will put that on our social media platforms and also um, follow us on our platforms to see that. Um, Inya, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Yeah, it's so great to have you. And and to our listening audience, uh, thank you for being part of this conversation. And continue to follow us on X at AB Council underscore NG to continue this conversation. All right. Bye bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye.